You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Manchester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. I want to talk really quickly about Christmas wrapping. Who likes wrapping presents? Who likes unwrapping presents? Yeah. Well, when you're a parent, you make a mistake for the first time when you wrap up presents for your baby. You think, ah, this is going to be great. It's their first Christmas. I'm going to wrap it up. And they can't open it. They're just sleeping and pooping. And you spend all this time wrapping it. And then when you finally get them to play with it, they're not interested in the present. They're only interested in the wrapping paper. And our parents are nodding. And if you're a second born or a third born or beyond being a first born child, you will never never had a wrapped Christmas present as a baby because we learn our lesson, parents. Um, but I have discovered... Oh dear, that's all right. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. Um, I have discovered that some adults also can get a little bit distracted by the wrapping. I don't know if you've got any friends that are a little bit obsessive about the wrapping. Anybody got one of those friends? Um, The Reed family, we have a particular friend who is famous for her wrapping and she must have a university degree in wrapping or something. It is ridiculous. There will be one layer of paper, then a contrasting yet complementary, different wrapping uh, of paper. Then it goes into some kind of uh, tissue paper gathering. And inside the tissue paper gathering are all kinds of sprinkles, glitter, uh, little words that say Christmas in green and red. Uh, Then it's all tied together with a different bow and then a contrasting colour bow on the other side. And then it's all gathered together in another thing. And it's like a work of art. Now, I honestly cannot remember a single gift that this lady has ever bought us. But I remember the wrapping. And what I remember the most is the hoovering. Like, that is not a gift. That is like a chore. Happy Christmas. There's glitter and still at Easter time, I'm finding little green and red Christmas things under deep down into the carpet that I haven't been able to hoover up. And I'm like, thank you very much for this gift. It's wonderful. But I need to let you know, guys, that wrapping is not the present. Like the present is the present. The wrapping is to help us receive the present. It's fun. But the wrapping goes in the bin. Some of the best things could be, you know, with chips, fish and chips, yeah? How ashamed would it be if you looked at it wrapped in newspaper going, oh, it's just newspaper. Oh, I can't do that. Nah, you've got to get through the wrapping and get to the present. Over the past few weeks, we've been looking at on location and all the different places that the Christmas story took place. And I want you to think about the wrapping of the manger. 
Jesus, baby Jesus, came and was laid in a manger. Now, even the word manger sounds like pretty, right? It sounds like manger. Like this was in a stable and it was full of straw and hair and animal bits and like droppings and like it was, it was gross. It was a gross place to lay a baby. Now our Bible verse that we've been talking about in Audacious Kids and we bring out uh, and we talk about very often at Christmas is from Isaiah. Does anybody know the Bible verse from Isaiah? For unto us You're reading it now, that's cheating. <laughs> for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called... Yeah? Yes? Yes. Amazing. Good job, audacious kids. Well, what you might not realize was that this verse wasn't written when Jesus was born, but this verse was actually written six or 700 years earlier, before Jesus came. And it was actually a promise to the people of Israel that God was going to send a savior. And when it says, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, the Israelites were like, yeah, all these people that have been kind of bossing us around and um, telling us how we should do, like we, God is going to send us a saviour. He's going to be a mighty God. He's going to be a prince of peace. I bet. Shh, shh, it's all right, Jesus. It's okay. I bet they thought baby Jesus was going to come in this kind of wrapping. Yeah? He's going to have to be a king. He's going to have to be a warrior. He's going to have to like have swords and an army. And those Roman soldiers that are telling us, uh, taking all our money and telling us how we've got to live our life and not allowing us to, to worship God, well, he's going to come and he's going to be a big bad king. He's going to raise an army and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, Kick the butts of those Romans and tell them to get lost. Yeah. In fact, the wise men, everybody remember the wise men from the story? They came to the palace looking for a king. God had told them that the Savior, the Messiah had been born. So they were like, well, obviously it's going to be at the palace, right? Let's go find Jesus. Let's go find the Savior. But he went to the palace and he wasn't there. Hmm. But in fact, the wrapping of the manger is absolutely perfect. But don't be deceived by the wrapping. Don't be fooled and think because it wasn't in the palace that it wasn't right. Because the manger represents what Jesus was coming for. 
He wasn't just coming to be the boss. He wasn't just coming so he could live in a palace. He actually came because he didn't just want to defeat the Romans, he actually wanted to defeat sin. Because sin was the thing that separated us from God. And so if he came and just beat the Romans, then another army would come along another day and there'd be another battle to fight and another battle to fight and another battle to fight. But the manger was perfect because it represented the fact that God gave his only son. Who knows John 3, 16? It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And this was it. This was God giving his only son. Not to be the boss and have everybody tell him how great his kingdom was or everybody worship his golden sandals. But actually Jesus came to pay the price for our sin. And so baby Jesus, who was God, became man. There's an amazing verse uh, in Philippians that is coming up. Yeah, I love this verse. Paul writes about why Jesus came. And he says, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status, no matter what, not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and he took on the status of a slave and became a human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process and he didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death the worst kind of death, a crucifixion. I love that. Jesus came in the right wrapping. And do you know what? We can get a little confused at Christmas and get lost in the wrapping. Um, I know it can be quite stressful. Uh, I know there's been a bit of a stress in our house trying to write all the Christmas cards. Asher, every morning he'd forgot and he's got five minutes, like seeing how many of his Christmas cards that he could write for the class. But he has to have them all ready to take them in all at the same time. So he would get through some of them and then it would be, ah, I'm gonna have to do it tomorrow. And then I'll catch up and get them all ready to hand out the Christmas cards. And there might be Christmas shopping and all that. And sometimes we can get lost in the wrapping of Christmas. And we can start to think that Christmas is all about what we're gonna get. I want to get this. I must get that. If somebody else has got this, then I must get that. And even as parents, we can think about what our children have to get or what this has to be done. And it's all about what we need for ourselves. And we can get a little bit selfish and get lost in the wrapping of Christmas because Christmas is not about what you get. It's about what we give. 
It's about the greatest gift of all. The best gift, I've got the two songs mixed up then. The best gift ever, the brightest light of all, that was Jesus. Sometimes, and I know this is true for some of us, that Christmas can be sad for us. We don't actually think about that. All we can think about is the things that we've lost. There may be some of us this year that it's the first Christmas without something, someone. You may have lost relatives. You may have lost your job. You may be in a different circumstance. And instead of thinking about the amazing gift of Christmas, we're just thinking about what we've lost. But that isn't what Christmas is about at all. Actually, God came because He wanted to meet our needs. In relationship with Him, in our relationship with God, Jesus came to remove sin so that we could be in relationship with Him. And even in your loss, even in your hurt, even in your pain, God wants to meet your needs this Christmas. Do you know the worst one that annoys me the most? It's this one. Word religion. When you get wrapped up in tradition without any understanding of what the meaning is. You might even be a bit annoyed about the nativity and you might find traditional church or religious ceremonies or services like they just put you off because it's just, it's just religion. But Pastor Glenn amazingly preached behind a lot of the reasons of some of our traditions that where it comes from. And actually when you look behind religion, under the wrapping of religion, you'll realise that Christmas, it's not about religion. It's not about religion at all. It's about relationship. And this Christmas, we're desperate for you to have an amazing time with your family, with your friends. We want there to be gifts. We want there to be food. We want there to be celebration. But don't get lost in the wrapping. Remember why we're celebrating. Remember what? Jesus didn't come on a throne. He came in a manger because His sole purpose was to die on the cross to remove sin so that we can have relationship with Him. What I'd love us to do right now is I just want to spend a couple of minutes and I'd like us to pray with our families or with the person next to you. So if you're audacious kids, if you want to stay here with your friends, you can do that. Or if you want to go back to your parents, that would be fantastic. But I'd love you to pray maybe with the person next to you. If your family's here, don't worry. If you need to get up out of your seat and move around, that's totally fine. I just want us to have just a couple of minutes and I want us to pray together as a family or as a, a group of friends or maybe you're here on your own and maybe the person next to you would love to just uh, pray with you and pray for your Christmas. And we would really love just a couple of minutes um, where we're gonna pray as a family and we're gonna ask God to help us see past the wrapping
And whichever wrapping may have distracted you, maybe as a family, you wanna pray into that. We wanna ask God to really be with us in our relationship with Him this Christmas. Why don't we just have a couple of minutes just to pray with the person next to you right now. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 